Obey, mother, to the voice of another. Widen your embrace or remain in disgrace. Obey, obey, mother, to the blood of a stranger. Blood magic, voodoo magic, old gods, new gods, we've got it all. This is Desperado. Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... Juno Steel and the Embrace of Ice. History really does have a way of repeating itself, but it's not as impressive as people make it sound. More like an adult repeating the same lesson over and over again to the same stupid kid who just won't listen. Juno, where are you? Stall? Long story. No time. Do you know a place called the ballroom? The what? The ballroom. I just watched our guy get kidnapped, and that's where they're bringing him. And I need you to ask around, right now, okay? They know Sonny knows too much, and that means the clock is ticking and ticking fast. Call me if you find the ballroom, and I'll tail the truck just in case. Love you, bye. So play me that old song I know so well, Puck running in the shadowed streets behind me. 17 years and a trillion miles away, Puck leading me down that old mine shaft, holding a blaster behind my back. Pick it up a little steel. It's freezing in here. Did I think Puck Falco was going to kill me? I don't know. Sometimes the collision of what life and your mind are throwing at you is too explosive. Thought burns up like a gasoline fog. Maybe your best friend tried to shoot you through the heart. Your family's probably dead, and you just spent a month drifting through space with nothing but your thoughts and a freaking alien to keep you company. Maybe your mother killed your brother. Maybe you spent the day dismantling your new life, and when a day can do that, and then you hear somebody chasing you, gaming on you. Juno! Why? You always have to make this so damn hard. Puck didn't kill me back then, obviously. Oh, God damn time! Got you! And don't you ever! Don't you ever! I never want to hear you! I'm not old! If they'd tried to kill me, I could have handled it, but. No. They weren't trying to stop me. And not for Hijikata's sake, either. And they were right. That's the worst part. I'm not afraid of whether Puck brought me to this mine shaft in the Tundra of Iowa to kill me. After the month I've had, I'm pretty convinced that's what they're gonna do. No. I'm afraid they're right. All over again. And for all I work to grow up, after 17 years, I'm still the same stupid kid in way over his head who needs to be stopped before he causes some real damage. Wait a minute. Stop, stop, stop. (sighs) 
big crack in the stone. Looks like there's a little crawl space back there. Big enough for a kid. Small enough that nobody'd ever find you. Uh, depressing. How about you go in there and make sure it gets found then? Please, Falco, no. I can't do it. Hell, I'd be lucky if I could get both arms in there. For Sasha, than you. How big a wrecking ball do I need to be before I've had enough, huh? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm trying. Falco, that's the worst part. I swear, I'm trying. And I thought I had it right. I thought I finally knew something about how to be a half-decent person. Juno, but... come on, Juno, look at me. Listen, I don't know what you're saying about Sasha, and I want to listen. I want to help you, but look at me. Do you hear that? Who the hell is that? Who? What do you mean, who? Why do you think we came down here? Derek! Are you in there, kiddo? It's Puck! Can you try to crawl towards my voice? Damn, he's stubborn. Derek! Let me talk to him. I... I used to run away from home all the time, just... Let me talk to him. I was hoping you'd say that. Hey, anybody in there? Derek? He's... he's here. Falco, he's in here. Yeah, again, this only seems like news to you. Your name's Derek Mathers, right? I'm a friend of Sheriff Falco. Listen, Derek, I know how bad it gets, and I know... I, I know when it seems like everything's going bad again, maybe at home or in your head, or maybe it just feels like it's all bad everywhere. You can get real lost. And the worst part of it all is when you get lost in that way, it feels impossible to pull yourself out. It feels like bad is just the way it's going to be forever. And hell, I, I don't know you, Derek. Maybe it is. Maybe it is just your own special kind of bad, a kind nobody else gets. And you really are just extra special doomed, and nobody listens when you try to tell them. Steal! Shh. He's not crying. But I don't know you, Derek. I've got no horse in your race, so I'll make you a promise. If you come out, you can tell me all of it. Everything that's wrong, everything no one else will listen to. When you're done, I'll tell you what I honestly think, from one guy who's been screwed over to another. And after all that, you still want to run away from home into this cold little cave where you can barely breathe. I'll drive you back here myself. Give me a goddamn heart attack, I swear, Steel. That's a promise, Derek. And it's one I don't get a damn thing for breaking, so come on out. You must be freezing in there. That's it. Come on, Derek. Glad to meet you, kiddo. What do you say we grab something hot to drink and have a chat, huh? And... You know, I'd love to leave this story there. I was a good guy all along, hooray, now close the curtain before anybody asks any questions, but there's still that night 17 years ago, isn't there? God damn time! <coughs> Got you! <coughs> and, and don't you ever... Don't you ever... I never want to hear you... <laughs> I'm not old! That's the cruelest thing about the past, I think. 
You can change yourself all you want, but the past always stays the same. What you did stays done, forever. Okay, Steel. You wanna tell me what the hell's been going on with you today? The ballroom. We need to get a car. Now, and we need to figure out where the hell the ballroom is, or where the hell the truck went. Now, they took a man in there, and I don't know how long they're gonna keep him alive, Puck. Oh, hell. Falco, what are you doing? Dottie, this is Detective Falco. I'm gonna need you to send a squad car over to the inner... <laughs> No, you did not. Who the hell were you calling just now, Puck? That was my personal comms, you jackass. I'm off duty. Answer the question. You've been following me for hours now. Who put you up to it, Hijikata? I've been following you because you've been acting like a nutcase. You scare Rita half to death, beat up Parsons, and sneak out the back of your fiancé's house when I come by to ask if you're all right. Then, when I do see you, you run. Literally, run away. Yeah, nice try. How'd you figure out where we went then? It wasn't that hard. Diamond made your reservation on Captain H's credit card. It's the kind of mistake you and I bust people on all the time. So long as you don't pick up a life of crime anytime soon, it's not something you need to get so freaked out about. I, I've just been worried. Now what the hell is going on with you? Parsons was trying to destroy this and pin it on Rita. Look, price, location, time, it's all there, addressed to Miss Shot. And I know that Miss Shot is Captain H, and that hover hauler we just lost had my only evidence. Captain H. Damn. I thought I was just getting too wrapped up in it. Same patrol officers coming up a few too many times. Kapoor's fight with Parsons. A million little reasons, but nothing strong enough to make an actual connection, right? Captain H asked a few more questions about some robberies than others. Schedule shifts happened that nobody requested. Somehow, a police captain's salary can pay bills with more O's than every word in the dictionary except one. And you know what that one word is, Falco? What? Ooh! You've had a long day. Why don't we pick this up in the No, but damn it, listen to me. Captain H, Miss Big Shot, whatever, that, that's how she works. It's just like the robberies and murders that she's letting happen. We all know she's doing it, doing something. But we've got nothing to point to, so it's driving us completely out of our minds. But in that truck, I've got actual evidence, a corroborating witness, and he's getting away. I hate to break it to you, Steele, but he's gotten away. Do you realize what road you've been chasing that truck down? That's a ramp to the inner district freeway. By now, they could be anywhere in Hyperion. It's not that there's nothing we can do. In the morning, we'll run the plates you saw. Probably bring us to a used car lot or junkyard. We can try to get a description of the buyer from there. We're not gonna give up on this. But you can't do it all in one night. I need to. They can do it all in one night, so if me finishing this tonight is what it's gonna take to stop them, then I need to. They can do... what? They can kill the man they just took away, Puck! Whoever was in that truck, cops or mobsters or Ichikata herself, they can kill him, and, and given how they try to burn every scrap of evidence that could actually hurt them, I think you know that's what they're going to do sooner or later. So every second from here on out is a coin flip. And as soon as that coin comes up heads, that man loses his. Do you get that? It's over. He's done. And we get to watch Ichikata expand her operation for years and years after this. And we'll know that right now is when we could have stopped her. But we let it slip through our fingers, so everything that's happened after that is our fault. Ugh. I'm trying to tell you. The moments passed. 
we'll get another chance. You don't know that. And as long as people's lives are on the line, I'm not going to wait around to see how the luck shakes out. I can make my own goddamn luck. I... That's it. The look in your face tells me it probably isn't, Juno. This letter says everything. Just glancing at it, you made the connection with all the robberies, right? The letter proves that something is going on. Money is getting traded so crimes can go off without a hitch. It definitely makes the pattern more convincing. Sure. We could probably start something with internal affairs. Tomorrow. No! She knows everyone in internal affairs, and hell, she's probably taken that job in another precinct to get away from the heat. Even this letter is one close call too many for her. Hijikata is smart and prepared, and she's going to dodge every investigation thrown at this until we throw one right at her. Based on what? The letter says Miss Shot. Does it? Are you sure? I'm gonna assume I misunderstood that. All we need is the push. We just need him to start an investigation into Hijikata. Just start, and it'll all come pouring out. I have to get her to confess then. As for how I'll do it, help think about the forgery cases we've been seeing. Just kids using tech they found on the net. Getting something that can change a few letters on this page has got to be no problem at all. It won't work. What do you mean? Everything else lines up. They'll see the pattern in these dates just like you did, and everybody will put it together. You can't fake evidence, Steele. You're a cop. So what? You're on her side, too? You're just going to let her terrorize all... Of course I'm not. Look at who you're talking to, Juno. Come on, look at me. Fine. Talk fast. There's a system for a reason, and it's to keep creeps like Hijikata in line. She's decided the law doesn't matter enough for her to follow it. That she's better than the rules everyone else needs to follow. And Steele, if you do what I think you're saying, you're making the same choice. You'll only be proving her right. Proving you... what? Puck? You think Hijikata gives a no, damn? No, that's not Actually, what you know what? I don't even think I give a damn. I don't, because right this second, there's a guy in that truck you just saw blast off, and I don't think he's going to survive the night. So right now, I couldn't care less about my job, about cops, hell, about Hijikata. You fix the system by its rules and prove whatever the hell you're going for. It's probably the smarter move, but when I saw that man get taken away, I learned something about myself that I can't just leave behind. If I can help him, I'm going to do it. And I don't give a damn about anything else. Now get your hands off me. Juno! Juno! And don't try to give me credit for what I chose to do. I've been trying to find that angle for years, and I'm telling you, it doesn't exist. Because I did it, and it wasn't a spur-of-the-moment decision. I went home, called Rita to ask a few vague questions, then worked through the night. And the next day, my first day as captain of the 151, I came in holding a version of that torn-up note. One that had a longer name in place of Miss Shot. You can't say I wasn't thinking clearly, either. Because in my gut, I knew my fake evidence wasn't good enough. I knew I was blowing this, and I did it anyway. I couldn't not. I just... I'd had this image in my head the whole time I was after Hijikata from Parsons' call in the evidence room on. I felt unsure. Like, even if she'd done it all, she'd helped me, too. Pulled me up from nothing after Ben died, and was this how I was repaying her? I knew that was wrong, but that doubt kept whispering at me over and over. 
And I started to think, no, this is all worth it. It, 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 it. It'll all be worth it because I'll confront Hijikata, stare her right in the face, and she'll lose. Confess, or some other way I hadn't figured out, some way that felt solid underneath my feet. Internal Affairs called me in by the end of the day. When I woke up the next morning, I was suspended pending trial, but in the end, I didn't even get the satisfaction of my own trial. Hijikata dropped the charges, did me one last favor, and made the conviction go away. Then gave me a restraining order as a goodie bag out the door. She didn't even say two words to me the entire time. And neither did Diamond. I didn't hear from her for weeks. And on the day we were supposed to get hitched, well, I... I didn't exactly handle it with quiet dignity. Hijikata! Don't be a goddamn coward, Miss Shot. If you got nothing to hide, come down here and show me. Show me, damn it! Look at yourself. You're pathetic. 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 Hijikata! Hey, come on down, Ma! I know you live here. It's... you. Juno, you can't be here. I didn't think you'd be here. It doesn't matter. Mother has a restraining order. And unless you want her to call a cruiser, you need to go. Now. Please. Go where? I got nowhere to go, Diamond. I lost everything. Even you. You lost everything because of a mistake you made, Juno. I wasn't a part of... What you decided to do with that letter... That was wrong. You shouldn't have done that. I know. I'm not blaming anybody but me for that, because it was my choice, but... Diamond, you didn't hear him. The witness we were looking for, Sonny, they didn't want him to talk, I think. They... They figured out he was who I need, who we needed to make the rap on your mother stick. You know. No, listen to me. Listen to me. They needed to see if he remembered and how much I knew and if that would be enough, you know, enough to win. And I went in there and then they knew he knew too much. Sonny and I heard him, Diamond. They beat the hell out of him and loaded him into that truck. And you then know, they stop. It's too grisly. Of course, it's grisly. The man's dead. You don't know that. It's not like anybody's found him yet. And it wasn't even his fault. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and said the wrong name to the wrong person relied on the wrong guy to save him. I could have figured out with her truck went. I could have just talked to your mother, made her see... Juno, you were up against who knows how many people. Even if you had found the right spaceport, there's no guarantee you wouldn't have just gotten yourself killed. Right spaceport? What sp... No. No, no, the ballroom. You knew. It wouldn't have made a difference if I told you. That's my point. He'd still be alive. Don't say that like you know, Juno. Nobody knows if that's true. You could have died there too, for nothing, to no end. So, what is it? You've been working with your mother on this all along? You know about where they were taken, Sonny? You knew exactly what the letter meant? You Stop knew- it. I am not some ghoul. You know me. The ballroom is all I knew. That It's a joke, my mother said, ever since I was young. We were going on vacation to Neptune, and I asked if we could get there on a balloon, but I couldn't pronounce it. Why do you think I care, Diamond? Because I'm not a bad person. I'm not. When you brought me that letter, I meant everything I said. 
What my mother... What that letter seems to suggest my mother did is unforgivable. And I wanted to help. I really did. I just... When you left our table at the restaurant, I was alone then, and it gave me time to think. <laughs> it's so interesting. Even with all the notes I pulled out, and all we talked, and all we prepared, I don't think I completely realized what we were doing until I was sitting at that table, alone. And suddenly our game didn't seem so fun anymore. Game? I didn't mean it that way, Juno. How else could you mean Juno. it? Juno! A man's probably dead, and you're calling it a game? Really? I only meant I hadn't thought it through all the way. I didn't mean it was fun. It was... Short-sighted. Childish. Because, well, suppose we did do it. Suppose we caught my mother red-handed on this alleged collusion with organized crime. Alleged? You never found enough evidence, Juno. But let's say that you did, and my mother was fired and convicted. Then what? I don't even know what you're asking. My mother would be locked up in a cell. Organized crime would find a different foothold in a different precinct within a few months, and business would start up again. And meanwhile, what happens to my classes? My degree? How would I pay for those? You'd... Get a job. I'd help pay for him, too. No, you don't understand. If I had to change now, it could set my graduation back, affect my grades, my future. I thought I knew who you were, Diamond. I thought you cared about people. I thought all those classes, you were going to change the world or something. But you're just filling yourself up with knowledge, so you could be the smartest... Why not? In a galaxy so huge with so many people that hardly any one person means anything, why shouldn't I want to be remarkable? I don't think that's wrong. I think that's perfectly sane. Of course I care about people. I want to help them, and I will help them in big ways. So I think the good outweighs the bad here. Eventually. I thought I knew who you were. You do, doll. Nothing's changed. You've just learned more. We both have. Well, that's what growing up is. Realizing that being the person you want to be comes at a price you were too naive to see. Is it safe for you to be out here like this? Would you like to come inside? You can't see Mother, but we could sit and talk. See if we can't figure something out. For a second, I couldn't take my eyes off her. I was more than a few tequilas deep, and my eyes had gone impressionist, all outlines spilling over. And in that light, Diamond Hijikata. Her long, white hair glittering beneath the white stars above looked... a spirit made of moonlight. One who really could save the world, could save me if only I loved her the right way. The nearest streetlight flickered. When my vision focused, it was clear again. Colors sorted neatly into their borders, and I knew that if I went into that house with Diamond, it would cost a piece of myself I would never get back. Oh, (laughs) You're shivering. Come in. We'll drink something warm and chat. Only way I'm coming in there is if I get to talk with your mother. Juno, do you really still think that's the right thing to do? I don't know. But I know I can't do anything else. (gasps) Goodbye, doll. Hijikata, come down and face me already. Hijikata! But that's the thing about punching too far above your weight class. 
If I ever thought I would be more than a fly against Hijikata, well, that was my fault. Trying to square up one-on-one -on -one with her was my first mistake. <laughs> if the story sounds good enough, you'll convince yourself it's true. Falco was right in the end. I've always been a sucker for a story where I come out the hero. And all that thinking about Diamond... I mean, come on! It would be the most pathetic lie in the world if I said it didn't make me think about Nureyev. About what trust means, what it's even worth. And if it's just a feeling, or if it tells you something real. I still had the journal he gave me, obviously. After a month drifting through space, the page corners were crawling from where I'd flipped them again and again and again and again, and I'd shouted just about every name I could think of at that damn thing, up to and including Rumpelstiltskin, but it hadn't coughed up a single new word. There was no avoiding the thought that even after a year together, I barely knew anything about Peter Nureyev. We never talked, really. Not in an uncomfortable way, just... I don't know. Between Ramsey's and trying to adjust to a life of more crime than usual, I just... I had a lot to think about. I got the impression that he did too, so after we talked about me leaving, all that, we just kind of... Since we were so busy anyway, and so tired, and so full up on whatever was in our heads, it just... I, I had a lot of things to figure out about myself about who I even want to be, and I always felt like once I figured them out, I'd talk. Once he figured himself out, he'd talk. It felt like we had all the time in the world, and in the meantime, it felt good to be together, so that's just what we did. Spent time together. Got to know all the things about each other that don't matter, but that you'll never forget anyway. <laughs> How long he goes between sips of water. Hours, typically, but once every second and a half when he's trying not to talk over you. Or the sound of his voice, first thing in the morning. Less sharp, less precise, by a fraction of a fraction of a sound wave. I'm not even sure he could hear that. But the important things? I don't know, I wasn't in a hurry. It felt like we had forever. I'd known Diamond better within our first month together. But when you get older... A year means less. When you're dealing with everything else, all the stuff that piles on decade by decade and almost never piles off, a year's just changed between the couch cushions. Lost so easily, you don't even notice it's gone. So did I still trust Peter Nureyev? Absolutely. The new question, the one I kept gnawing on like an old bone, went, Was that trust... A good idea? And I don't know. I trusted Diamond. That felt like a good idea at the time. I don't know. Juno, you with me? What? Yeah. Sorry, it's been a hell of a... Life? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry if our reunion started, uh, a little cold. 
I thought, you know, back in the day, you used to hate when people made a big deal about you. Like when you made me wear most of the birthday cake I brought to the office for you. That's what I remembered anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. No, that... You used to be right. I guess I grew up. You and me both, Steel. You and me both. <laughs> Could have fooled me. I always felt like you had it all figured out. If anybody's got it all figured out, I've never met them. Wouldn't trust anyone who said they did. Steel. Falco. I, uh... No, no, nope. I worked with you long enough to know that tone. You're about to tell me something that's gonna stress me the hell out. So I get to go first. I've got something I've been meaning to say to you for a long time. You do? I do. Thanks. That's it? What? That's not enough for you? As far as I can remember, Puck, I only ever made your life harder. You did all the work when we were partners. I only got as far as I did because Hijikata decided I'd make a good rube someday. That's not how I remember it. You did good work. Minus, you know, the thing with Captain H. That was a mistake, Steel. And it's not what I'm saying was all fine, because it wasn't. But. But? But people around the station respected you. Some of them. They used to grill me about you sometimes, trying to figure out where the hell you came from. Crack sharpshooter kid out of nowhere. Thought you were a plant or a double agent or something. Nobody starts rumors like that about the boss's useless kid-in-law. Sorry about your eye, by the way. My what? Oh, yeah, right, it's... It is what it is, I get by. Hmm. Anyway. Again, I'm not forgiving you. I don't think that's my place. But that night, the night before you, you know, with the letter, you said something to me. If I can help him, I'm gonna do it. And I don't give a damn about anything else. You remember that? Given how the rest of the night went, I probably could have spared a damn or two. Yeah, probably, but... <sighs> you know... Every job I ever had. I just wanted to help people. Maybe it's selfish, but if I'm not useful, you know, actually useful to people, I... Yeah, yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. I bet you do. So, when I got out of college, God, I guess you were in elementary school then, but I thought, hey, I'll work with kids. School was tough for me, so maybe I can make it less tough for someone else. I was a fidgety kid, and on top of that, written words always got fidgety when I tried to read them. And... <laughs> I had all these big plans. No seating plan. Let the fidgeters roam free. No more tiny reading tablets. I'd have big ones that let you change the text. And one for every kid so nobody's embarrassed. A million other things I'd get right, do right, say right. And they hit me with the class list and budget. 36 kids for seven hours a day straight. One tiny, cracked-up plastic reader for every two kids. And they're bolted to desks in the classroom, so nobody tries to steal them. You lost me. Let me talk. So, I couldn't have the dream class for a kid like I was. But I decided I'd stick it out. 
I figured that I could sort of build that classroom over time. Get into administration or something. Change it from inside. <sighs> anyway, years go by. I make myself a pain until admin replaces a couple of the readers. And on my fourth year, there's this huge class. Nearly 40 kids. And this one punk. There's always a punk. But this one, she's real tough. Never pays attention. Starts fights. Gets discipline notices. Sent home all the time. And her parents. Hell, you couldn't say she sneezed without them chewing you out for three hours about why nobody gave her a tissue. The kids had to do a book report. Second grade stuff, one paragraph. Day comes, it's due, and guess who doesn't have hers? Now, I know I'm gonna have to call home about this, and I know if I do, I'm gonna get skinned alive, ears first. But there's one way out of it for both of us. If she writes the book report in school that day, it's on time, no harm, no foul. So when everyone else goes to lunch, I tell her to stay put and I buy lunch for her. I say, all right, sit down next to me. Let's write this book report. What's your book called? Nothing. So I ask her to take the book out and she does. And I point to the title and ask her again. She won't even look at me. So we go like this a while. Who's the main character? What happens first? All that. And my ears were still ringing from the last time dear old dad came after me. So I don't notice the time passing. Lunch ends, kids are piling up at the door, but I don't notice them. I'm sucked into pulling something, anything for this book report. And then finally, when the kids outside are nice and restless, the punk says, I'm sorry, McSfalco. The letters won't stop fidgeting. Jeez. Yeah. I talked to another teacher about it. He said it happens. Can't blame yourself. Class sizes are too big. Get to know the kids as best you can, but don't expect any miracles. And he said to me, Believe it or not, this is much better than it was when I started. You've just got to stick with it. Be patient. I told him, yeah, that sounded like the right thing to do. I stuck it out for the last two months. Then left teaching and never came back. And at the time, I couldn't figure out why. I told myself I didn't have the guts. I was a flake. And then decade plus later, when we were cops, I was getting that feeling again. That walking out feeling. And it scared the hell out of me. And I only got more scared when you said those words to me. If I can help him, I'm gonna do it. And I don't give a damn about anything else. And you want to thank me for that? I do. By a few years after you left the HCPD, I was hearing you in my head all the time. So one day, I skipped work and hopped the next interplanetary bus I could find just to run away. See if I could outpace that feeling. Bus broke down on Io. I saw there was a sheriff position open in a little town here, and I kept hearing you. So I requested a transfer. I've been here ever since. Over ten years now. This town operates on solar law, same as everywhere else, but it's a big galaxy. Nobody gives a damn what happens in a mining town with a dead mine. So I help out. Kid breaks some windows and runs away from home. I find him, we leave it off the record. One of the old miners starts hearing deep echoes again, starts disturbing the peace in the middle of the night. I bring Doc Gomez and wait outside 
to make sure they have some privacy. Small things. Easy things. I'm not changing the galaxy like I thought I was going to, but... If I can help them, I'm going to do it. I don't give a damn about anything else. It's not perfect, but it's right for me. So, thanks. I'm glad to hear that, Falco, but you didn't need me to say that. You probably would have figured it out on your own. Maybe. But the way it happened is you figured it out for me. And the way it is happening is I'm thanking you for it. Take the compliments, Steel! It's free. Thanks. You, uh, used to remind me of that student. The Mathers kid does, too. Maybe that's why I thought you two'd be a good fit. He got such a kick out of those sewer rabbit stories you told him. <laughs> How much trouble are you in, Steel? It's Dark Matter's bad, isn't it? How did... You said Sasha's name in the mineshaft? Plus, I'm overdue for a Juno Steel heart attack. Ugh. All right. Start talking. I'll make the coffee. So... I told it. The whole last year with the Orinko family. You'd think after a month in space I would have cooled down a little, but... Once I got started, I couldn't stop. Being alone just shook me up till I was ready to blow, I think. Puck, uh... Figured out a few things along the way. <laughs> it's not that goddamn funny. <laughs> you thought I was being chauffeured around by dark matters. <laughs> you didn't notice that if you try to drive around here without sunglasses, the snow glare just about blinds you? <laughs> So what? You thought that Doc in the driver's seat was a super spy? Little guy like him? Gosh, gee willikers, Agent. Thanks for the ride. Guess I'll go put a bulb in my old partner now. <laughs> and it was nice. I mean, it was awful. I was an escaped convict ready to be gunned down from the shadows any second. But besides that, it was nice. It was easy to settle back in with Falco. But after not too long, I told about all I had to tell. Minus the secrets of one man and one car. Then came the hard part. The part I was sure Puck would say no to. But I had to ask. You want my help? Your crime ring got bagged by dark matters and you want me to, uh, help them? The criminals? Yeah. With what... Specifically. Well, first I'm going to ask you to help figure out an answer to that question, and then I guess we'll go from there. Juno. I need a place to stay that isn't my car. I need money because I can't get mine, and if this scheme is going to go anywhere, then I need a few other things, too. But most of the rest of them I can figure out. You're still a cop, I know that, and, and I'm not going to ask you to do anything you don't want. All right. I'm in. I'll do the job. You'll... 
What? But so long as you're turning me over to a life of crime, Steel, we're doing it right. Whatever big crime you've got in mind, I get to name my steak. Puck, I never You've invited... got a long, long, long record of sticking with me until the fun starts. Then deciding I'm not up to it. I'm 53. I'm almost a full-grown sheriff. And if I've thought about the risks and I've decided I want to, you know, muss up my record a little, that's my business. Fine. You're in, whatever the hell that means. Good. Because this sheriff's job pays nothing, so I don't have ten creds for you anyway. Great. All right. You wanted a steak? What's your price, Falco? Not sure yet. Then why the it's hell- It's not money, but I need money to check on it. Just a hunch right now. One I've been meaning to check up on for a while, but it's outside my pay grade. I'll need some information and maybe some tech to do anything with it. And none of that's gonna come cheap. But if I'm right- You'll be glad I found it. Trust me. Cool. Good. Perfect. Guess we'll just wait for the creds to materialize in front of us, then. Unless you got a bank in this town we can rob? Sure. But I'd have to lock us both up as soon as we were done. Oh, well, what the hell? Sorry, pal, but crime's strictly after hours for me. Can't ask the whole town to put their lives on hold. Then what the hell are we supposed to do? (sighs) You know, it's funny you ask. I had a thought about that. There you are. Had to go two towns over to find someone who could print my newsfeed onto paper. And even he looked at me like the fifth head on a quadruple Cerberus. What the hell's wrong with paper? Can't stand keeping all my files on some tiny computer. They say people like me are dying out, but I'll bet they've been saying that since the goddamn abacus, and there's still plenty of a stomach. You want to shut up and let me read that thing already? <laughs> Patient as ever. This is a prank. It's not. When? How? Th- Search me. I just keep tabs on people. Some days I get curious, start looking up names of old friends, or friends of friends, in this case, and... <laughs> you sure know how to pick them, Steel? I started getting excited about updates on your buddy, like I got excited for new issues of my comics. An adventure in every page. He... Oh, man, this article's from four months ago. He must have lost the money by now. Either that, or he's dead. Only one way to find out. And besides, if what you're saying about Sasha is true, you're gonna need to talk to him sooner or later, aren't you? I looked at the article again. Lightly, ready for it to scatter under my gaze like dust under a sneeze. The title was... Inspirational. Newtown's own superstar streamrunner delivers speech to nonagenarian society. And this right here is the part that my eyes kept coming back to. It can happen to you at any age. I'd given up more times than I can count. Only thing I never gave up on was being the best giver-upper in the solar system. But here I am, 35 years in and just getting started, said Mr. Mercury, 41. In the months since its release, his hit series, The Bold Crown Gang, is estimated to have generated a profit of... Whew, boy. 
there, hiding behind that big bottle in the dock. Uh, Detective Steele? Didn't get the memo, huh? Unless you've had a real busy month. Not any detectives in here. Oh. So, um, Mr. Steele? You should get away from me anyway. Everyone should. That's nice. So, anyway, Mr. Steele, I was just coming by to make sure you're okay. Maybe get you a little water, get you a little... Take the tequila away. <laughs> Never mind. Guess the drink stays. Okay. Just leave. Are you sure? Because I... Get out of my apartment now. Sh sure. Okay. Sorry. No. No. You know what? No. I ain't going nowhere till I say what I came here to say. So you better buckle up, mister, because here comes Rita. Mm. I ain't dumb, all right? I figured most of it out when Detective Parsons came out of that evidence room with a lump on his head the size of me, and I figured out the rest when you brought in that bum letter the next morning. You helped me, Mr. Steele. No matter what stuff you did after that, you helped me. And you didn't need to do that, and you didn't want nothing for it, and and, and I can't just leave you here like it's nothing, because it ain't. It ain't... It ain't right. And I can't just let you hurt in here. I don't know why, but I know it ain't right. Pay you back, Mr. Steele. I'm gonna. <laughs> How's about I put that bottle away? Mr. Steele, just in case you get thirsty. Thanks, Rita. Sure thing, boss. Anytime. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash thepenumbrapodcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one, from co-creators Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert, and actors Joshua Elon and Josephine Moshiri Elwood. To me, it felt more easy to, to keep it a very, like, bright and, and young and um, because because they kind of like push each other's buttons in good and bad ways mm -hmm. I thought that brought you know it makes it like everything's very like sparky like everything's sparking all the time with the two of them because they have chemistry um, they love each other and also they like really know how to like sometimes enable each other's bad decisions you know and that's, that felt like a really young mm -hmm. Did you know that the Penumbra has merchandise for sale? It's true. The Penumbra has partnered with DFTBA to bring you posters and apparel, as well as soundtracks for seasons one through three and videos of our live shows. Just go to dftba.com and search for the Penumbra podcast. We would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Silent Interim, June Gashoku, Faith Williams, Kit McLaurin, Aaron Ritson, 
don't stop her now. The patron named, open quotes, I, Kevin Vibert, am now legally and contractually obligated to include Nicholas Mercury in season four, end quote. Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Noah, Aaron, in memory of Spiral Opal, Elizabeth Dunn, Michael David Smith, Bonjour Juno, Cité Longtemps, Juno Steele in the Cold Hug, Rachel Attaway, Beth Barazza, The Simp of the Second Citadel, Ollie Nexus, WPJB, Caroline Seidman, Radius Ulna, I canonized Butch Vicky in my published thesis, a sentient can of soda formerly known as Jay, Karen ZH, Puck Falco's quirky little hat collection, Red L, Genetic, NB Shaper, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel and the Embrace of Ice, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steel, Chelsea Ruscio as Puck Falco, Josephine Moshiri Elwood as Diamond Hijikata, and Kate Jones as Rita. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon.